Well, today is an interesting day because I finally get to talk about something that I'm so passionate about talking about to help awaken, enlighten, and even educate you about our true origins and where we came from. And I have a very special guest joining us to talk about ancient civilization and the Anunnaki Pantheons and so much more. So please welcome Antoinette Mir. Hello. Now, did I, hello. Did I say <laughs> Mir? It's just Mir. Mir. Uh-huh. You know, everyone gets a crack out of me when I pronounce certain words and but they get it finally so that's all said and done and all good so you know Antoinette, we met through facebook on a group page right that has to deal with uh history of the anunnaki just one second um you can take it downstairs sweetheart and you can fill it with water it is milk currently you can fill it with water okay I'm on I'm on a live podcast, so I gotta go. Bye. Sorry, I missed your question. Oh yeah, we did miss we uh originally met up on one of those Anunnaki groups, but it was really weird and <laughs> short lived for me because yes. it was just full of toxic people, I felt like. <laughs> well, not only that, but you know, so small minded. Right. Exactly. And I'm just like, but there's evidence people i mean come on it's all over the world and i became uh awake i i guess i started my awakening journey when i was going through you know my divorce and questioning why in the hell am i here what's the purpose right thing and i think everybody goes through that in a certain period of their time in life and i just got so fed up with religion and I'm like, I want to know the truth. I'm done. Yeah, exactly. That's and, how I feel too. <laughs> but then it just things show up when I start. It's like Dr. Joe Vitelli always said, and, and T- Tony Robbins says this too. It's ask a question, question everything. Right. And that's how my journey started. And I came across uh, my partner, uh, Jeffrey Gardner. He introduced yeah. me to ancient aliens. Wow. At the same time, I was also listening to an audiobook called Conversations with God. Okay. I'm just connecting the dots. And I was just blown away because I've never been outside of the world. So I, like, I, you see pictures of other places and you wonder, you know, because pictures doesn't give it justice in, until you experience it yourself. Yeah, exactly. How did you come across, you know, this, the ancient civilization and discovering about the Anunnaki? So I would say, like, I grew up in a Catholic household. Like, my grandparents were born, like, my um, paternal grandmother was born in Betzahur, Palestine. So near where Jesus was born and they're very like strict Catholics and my parents, not so much um, since my dad was born here in the U S but they still, you know, had us go to church and stuff. And I just never believed it. <laughs> like, honestly, I just was like, it seems like lies, you know, <laughs> it, um, 
like I remember doing like the first um, uh, where you confess your sins. I forget the name of it right now. Uh, to the free. Yeah, confession. Thank you. Why didn't I think of <laughs> confession? Because I was talking about confessing. And um, I was just like, I don't have anything to say because I honestly didn't think like I had done anything wrong. And it's like, why would I tell this strange man, even if I had, like, why would I tell this strange man, you know, what sins I had? Like, you you don't absolve me of, like, you know, my sins. So I've always just sort of been, like, the rebel and the questioner from a young age. And then um, when I was, I've always been in, interested in ancient civilizations. So, like, I think when I was 12, I was really obsessed with the the Sumerians and Babylonian civilizations. I remember that topic came up in history class and I was just like, oh, that's like, I started getting visions of like what the ziggurat temples look like. And, you know, just like what I saw, like visions of workers mining and stuff and, you know, just like what civilization was like. And then um, the Minoan civilization had always interested me a bit like in school, but it really, uh came about more when I was like 19 I started doing some research on it and finding out that I was one of these people and that I had a really big role in society and I had a lot of visions of being a priestess um, slash goddess in this Minoan civilization and I had these like deep deep memories of the magic that we would do um there was this particular cave and all these people would get together and we would do different magic. And um, then it started translating to other civilizations. I realized how I was the same goddess, but in different civilizations. The same, so then for me, it was just a bunch of, a bunch of research, like connecting these names. Well, this goddess sounds a lot like this goddess you know, and not just for myself, but just researching all the gods and goddesses in different pantheons and how they're similar. And basically it comes down to that there's just a few and they go by different names and different civilizations and appear to dip people differently. So like if you're from Africa and you feel like that strong connection, you might see Lilith as a black woman. Or if you're like a white person, you might see Lilith as a white person. She just appears how she appears, you know, to each civilization so that um, basically it makes sense to that civilization. Like they're going to have an ally that looks like them, you know, and they don't really look like that. You know, they are ethereal bodies, so they can take like any form basically. And well, so that was how I got started with that. And then I became an actual anthropologist, you know, going to school for it and I'm studying right now ethnology and linguistics for my minor. So wow. I like to study different cultures, but I still have a really deep love for archaeology as well, obviously because of ancient civilizations, but more like uh, for a practical job, I'm sticking with ethnology because that applies to like the civilizations that are here today and how you can study them and understand things about people. Well, wow, that's fascinating. And you talked about um, just a moment again how you were connected to the Nahomans. Can you briefly share with us who they are? Yeah, the Minoan civilization. So they were from the island of Crete. 
and um, they spanned up until about up until maybe 2000 BC from 4000 BC to 2000 BC and they were seafaring people um, their main goddess goddess was named Potnia um, or Potania and basically that just means the great lady or the great goddess and they're kind of the preface to other Greek goddesses. Um, so basically they, the great goddess just takes different forms. So there's like Dictyna, she's like the seafaring version. Um, you've probably seen the Minoan mother goddess. She's got um, in statues, she's got the cat on her head and she's got snakes in her arms and she's got like a tight bodice in the middle and like bare breasts. And um, she looks very powerful. And basically she represents like the ground um, snakes are being held in her hand. And also the connection to the above ground, which is the cat on her head. So she connects with the animals, but she's also from lower realms as well. So she's very interesting. Um, she's multifaceted. She's not like good or evil. You know, she can kind of, use dark magic when she wants to or she can be helpful um but i had visions of that civilization falling as well and then how she kind of moved on to um as isis in the egyptian pantheon so she just sort of basically takes different forms at different times or even simultaneously because some of these civilizations you know did occur at the same time as well yeah, I have a connection to the High Priestess Isis. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and yeah, because when you started talking about her, my body was just vibrating. And I was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, well, what I find fascinating, and, you know, I'd love to get your feedback on this, is mm -hmm. you know, during my history and come to find out reading Sitchin, Eric von Donneken, mm -hmm. um, and there's other researchers and philosophers, uh, George Smith, you know, these are like in the 1920s and there's like, there's been so many other people that, you know, when they started ex excavating, you know, and finding, discovering, you know, all these, you know, temples and, and writings and the cuneiform writings, the Sumerian texts and you know, Amber Ambi, you mm -hmm. know, the law. Yeah. I mentioned about that, like there was close to 300, but they were able to decipher, I guess, 280. I was like blown away. Like, how do they know about physicians' fees, wages, and, uh, you know, all this stuff and yeah. taxes back in those times? Yeah. Well, they were advanced, definitely, you know. That we think of them as like, oh, they're primitive people. They're just like us. I mean, they had basically the same technology, if not more, because they're not going to write about all their secrets that they had. <laughs> well, to me, it was like they had, and they talk about the gods and goddesses, and there was like 300 to 1,000. Now, let's get real. Right. They, wouldn't you agree that they weren't gods and goddesses? the people there right and they're now i'm like comparing then and now 
I see something coming from the sky in this odd shape form. Mm -hmm. Oh, why would we first think that must be a God? Oh my God, there's a God coming from the heavens. It's the sky for crying out loud. Right. And going back in history, even in biblical times, and even in Barambi, they were aliens, extraterrestrial, highly evolved beings that came from another. But in those times, based on the language, based on, you know, what was going on in that time, this is what they, our ancestors, thought it was. Would you agree? Right. That's how they were interpreting it. Exactly. They started to lose like their connection with being star people as time went on. So the, the tales went on, but they didn't really have that connection that they are those people. You know, there was um, so basically as religions developed, as agriculture developed, we tended to see more and more um, monotheistic religions. And even so with, the more pagan religions too, really just patriarchy took hold even in pagan times and then got even stronger and stronger once um, monotheism came into play. So they want to believe that like in religions that there's a separation from God when no, we are all God. Like we're all one, really. We're all connected. We're particles of God, basically. And so I think that was just basically so they could get their workers to, you know, take care of the wheat crops. And if they have this like, oh, well, God will smite you if you don't work hard, you know, kind of thing, then they could keep their people in trouble in, um, you know, on task and out of trouble. So that was just a control mechanism. But I mean, there are always people that never forgot like us. <laughs> that we are like from the stars, we are star people and star seeds, and we haven't forgotten our, our star family. And I'm just now connecting with that, you know, that's great. Being a star seed, a light worker. And I come from Clarion. Clarion. Okay. That's awesome. So I was like, okay, where's Clarion? You know, I just stargaze like, where are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> can I see you? <laughs> um, but what I find fascinating is, you know, I don't know if, if like, this is what I'm questioning and, 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 and seeking out, but it seems to me, you know, reading the uh, Anunnaki paintings, that there were other species here. Yeah, it's As, been going on a long time. <laughs> so I was like, oh, at first I was like, oh, so, you know, the Anunnaki, who are extraterrestrial beings, came from Nibiru. Okay. And from my understanding, there was Inki, Enlil, Ninhursag. Because Ninhursag was a, they're, they're like us, bigger and taller. Uh, she actually reigned. And resigned when Ambarambi took reign. Right. Like he removed her out. And I'm like, well, that was stupid, but whatever. Right. Um, Part but, of patriarchy. <laughs> yes. But Ninhursag and Inki were the ones that created the what now is the human sapiens, the human beings. 
because they crossed the DNA into the other, I guess you want to say Neanderthals or, you know, beings to create what we are now. Right. Exactly. So what I believe is that, and then, you know, this was controversial when we were <laughs> talking in the Anunnaki groups, because I think some people are just literal Bible believers. They still believe, you know, that there's aliens or that they come from somewhere else, but they have, they're limited to the scope of the Bible. And this is where I like move outside of that. And so I believe that Enlil is who most Christians worship today, like who worship as God, even though he's not the true God, like one universe source, he is basically tricking most of Christians and that's not to say that they can't access true God, because I think they do at times. Um, there are a lot of Christians that, despite like, you know, being real strict with the Bible, they're still connected with with true source. So I wouldn't discredit that, like, they're stupid or just not connected. But I believe that Enlil has got everyone tricked, basically, at this point, into thinking he's the God. He is a God in the same way that Enki, Lucifer, same name, Ea, is um, that entity, one entity. But um, basically he has tricked a whole slew of people into believing he is the God, like the, the one. <laughs> and there was Murdoch that went and did that. Yeah. Inky's son, not so much Enno, but I, you know, say, and instead of like Enlil was one of the trick why not the people yeah the people yeah that makes the sense people decided that is the god and actually in in reality it's you're worshiping one an extraterrestrial being and a right. god he's not god Right. We're all gods. We're all gods. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Goddesses, no... And I keep telling the audience, we're spiritual beings, sexual beings inside of a human being. Exactly. I am a, a god as in a, because I have the female parts. I'm God exactly. in a female human being. That's it. Yep. These are just our avatars, our 3D avatars to un incarnate on this earth. That's it. <laughs> We're I infinite. Find, I find this fascinating because Thoth talks about, you know, going into the Yaminti and the dark, you know, his soul. He left his soul and reincarnated and transformed into somebody else. Mm hmm. And if you think about back in those times, how the planet Earth was, the uh, most of the continents were like clustered together and then something happened and they started separating. Right. So there were seven. Well, from my understanding, Inky and Ninhursag created seven males and seven females. Right. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why would you create seven males and seven females wait there's seven continents so you station a pair a pair a pair a pair a pair yep then my next question was okay so you created seven males seven females were there were they babies or were they adults 
Oh, interesting. Then, yeah. <laughs> you know, because then you had to take care of them. You had to wait until they become an adult. Hello. But then right. put them back to sleep because apparently they weren't reproducing. Right. Because you guys were watching them have sex. They didn't see you watching them have sex. Or <laughs> you went and got them and put them under our sleep, but did something to make them be able to reproduce. So, I, And that's mm -hmm. where the misconception of Adam and Eve comes in. Right. Adam and Eve were just one version of humans. There were many more, more experiments way before... But they weren't called Adam and Eve based on our English language, yes, but they they were actually called someone else. Yeah. I believe it's uh Hawa is Eve and Adam is it's still Adam, but just more of an Arabic. Adapo, Adamu. Adamu. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hawa and Adamu. And it's fascinating to me that I was like, wow, that that just like resonates that so makes sense it does completely and it, you know it's sad <sighs> because you know people are being so small-minded they believe that oh well this is the word of god it was filled by the holy spirit and i'm like i'm filled with the holy spirit you're filled with the holy spirit what is the difference between those times and now that it doesn't make sense? It doesn't. It really doesn't. They're forgetting like, so what I believe is that Enlil wants to be exalted, right? But Enki wanted to be equals and he stood for freedom and being the rebel because he rebelled against God, but he, you know, really it was just his brother Enlil, <laughs> Um, at least that's what I believe. And he stands for um, the underdog and helping those who don't have a voice. And so he actually is of the light. I mean, his lit, his name literally means in Greek, it's Heosphoros. That's what a Lucifer. Heosphoros. Yeah. Heosphoros. And that means, um, or hail Heosphoros. So that just means the light bringer, basically. The oh. same same word as Lucifer, just the you know more English way of saying it is Lucifer. So he is literally the light bringer, and um, people demonize him. <laughs> I, I think find it so funny. <laughs> well, reading conversations with God with Neil, I like. I'm listening to the audiobook, and I, I'm just encouraging everybody. To go and get the audiobook of the the trilogy, book one, book two, book three, because the narrative, the narrator of like the essence of God's voice, at one time you hear a masculine, but then it changes into a feminine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he tells us, like, there's no thing as the devil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you Why would I create something? to damn myself and put myself in purgatory and a hell <laughs> like exactly I, I asked that same damn question exactly it doesn't make any sense because god is the light god doesn't punish god doesn't condemn you know 
So I believe that's all Enlil's doing. He, so Enki's name, En and then Ki in the Sumerian language um, just means Lord of the world. So mm -hmm. the En part, Lord, Ki, world, Lord of the world. He was supposed to be the ruler, but Enlil was jealous of Enki always growing up. So he, they share the same I think they have different mothers. Different mothers, but different Anu mothers, was but the same one. father. Yeah, Anu exactly. Was the one that told Inlel to be the thing. But here's the thing that's fascinating to me, because my my partner Jeffrey, he's like, it was a military organization. Think about it. Exactly. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. It was just a a star version of military organization. To create primitive workers for the gold for the resources. Mm -hmm. And I was like. Well, if that's the case, then we were all slaves. Our ancestors were slaves. And then I was like, wow, between the slavery, the military, and religion, I see re history repeating itself. That emotional, energetic trauma is, is continuing to play itself out until we all fucking wake up. Exactly. We gotta wake up. This is not that's, that's the point. That's the point of being here on this 3D earth is to awaken. I mean, that stuff is necessary too. As much as it sucks, it's also necessary for us to heal and get past and learn things from so that we don't keep repeating it and we can actually take this planet into the fifth dimension. So then it was because from my understanding how, how this is how politics, religion, and military, the military, I guess, organization of divide and conquer. And, you know, seeing this all play out, but we've been here so many times that it's like, okay, I don't know how many times I've been here, but... Um, <laughs> I am so over this and I'd like to see change. And then Absolutely. it's, you know, how do you feel about the, the, what do you know about the fifth dimension and how it's a, an important process of us uh, ascending and awakening? Absolutely. Well, I think Enki is a big part of that, Lucifer. So b him being the light bringer, um, he's going to usher in a part of that. And there's many, many other star families that are doing that, too, like the Arcturians and Leadians, you name it. There's many, many the Syrians are all trying to get the Earth to ascend. Um, but part of it is um, waking up from the false beliefs. So waking up from God, who's actually Enlil, and his control, and a lot he's of- He's an alien, by the way. He's an alien, yeah, exactly. <laughs> alien slash God, you know, same thing. Angels, demons, they're all the same, too. They once hung out with each other, you know. <laughs> they're just names that people assigned to them, you know, once religion came around, they decided you were good, you were an angel, you were bad, you are a demon. But really, I mean, they all work the same. And they're all just aliens from different planets. Um, so I think that the way that we're going to be ascending is by the help of our star families and um, 
breaking out of the modes that we're in, like even just the way that we do our food, it's so corrupt. You know, all these scientific studies say that, oh, all these chemicals are fine for you. And, you know, they try to deny that that organic food is better for you and stuff like that. And that not just that, but just the way the food is produced, like big slaughterhouses and um, the way that we charge people for food is so corrupt as well. Like only the rich can afford like the good organic food and the poor people work three jobs and they can just have time for like a Burger King break or something like that. Like all of that has to change for us to ascend to the fifth dimension. So the way we do our food, we're going to basically have to, it's sort of like going back to the beginning, but also we're still going to have the technology that we have now and, and even better, but we're going to go back to ancient times in a sense too. So it's kind of like a full circle and we're going to have um, technology that allows us to feed every person on the planet and we don't have to like monetize it. You know, food is just going to be food, healthcare, healthcare, clothing, houses. It's all basic stuff. It's not something that the elite are corrupting people over like no more like bad landlords, no more, you know, elitism when it comes to taking care of people's basic needs, the healthcare system, that's got to go. I mean, that's what we're seeing with the pandemic right now. It's shining the light on how corrupt our healthcare system is. And people are starting to wake up and see, you know, all the wrong things that are going on, like, charging people a bazillion dollars if they get sick with COVID, you know, they already went through something traumatic and then they get like a million dollar bill once they get out or even just the way that they treat things in the hospital and they don't offer like a lot of preventative methods. Like most doctors are just like, Oh, you have cholesterol. Here's this pill, you know, whereas a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of success stories with myself and my friends going to holistic doctors. And I mean, it is a lot of work, but you have to clean up your diet and take a lot of supplements and exercise and stuff. But I mean, you can go around pharmaceuticals, you know, let's say 80% of the time, of course, there's going to be exceptions like where somebody really needs medicine. And so, you know, keeping that in perspective that it's not all evil, but it's not all good either the way that we overdo things. So basically we're going to have to break down all these structures, the healthcare system, the food system, the government, um, the government as we know it has to break down and it already is starting to um, distrust is becoming apparent with a lot of the things that are going on and all the protests, like the truckers in Canada, you know, they don't want to do the vaccine. And so they're, lining up on the borders, you know, just stuff like that. We're starting to see that people aren't happy with the way that things are and others are just clinging to it. If you notice the fear on Facebook, like people are just like, oh, well, you, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of mentality. That's got to go because you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps if you don't have bootstraps, you know, <laughs> you have right. to have community, you have to have so what, the way I see the Ascension working is basically like we have to become community based and we have to use technology for good. We have to stop using things like plastics. You know, we have to stop trashing the planet. We have to stop using petroleum like entirely. We have to come up with new energy systems for 
running our vehicles and making medical equipment or whatever we use plastics for plastic bags, plastic water bottles. Um, and so I think Enki is a really big part of that along with our other star family um, in bringing in that light. And I think more and more people are going to start to connect with true spirituality and break away from religion. I think religion is really the key to all the rest of it because um, you look at history, you know, agriculture started 10 to 12,000 years ago. And that's when we started to really see civilizations work more in a modern way, like how we see them now. And so then you started seeing the religions and the religions kept control of the people. And then um, patriarchy took more and more over. And so we have to also move to a more egalitarian society as well, like females and males working together. It's not good for the females. You know, extreme feminism isn't good either, where it's like hating males and making fun of them because it's just the same thing that's done to us. We can't repeat. We can't let the hate that happened to us um, work so terribly on us that we, you know, in turn do it to others. So I see that like with my family being Palestinian, you know, um, what I see is that the Jewish people went through a horrible atrocity, but then instead of processing that and using it for good, then they went ahead and enslaved the Palestinians after the nation of Israel was formed in 1947. And so they're not learning. Um, that's why they're going to reincarnate. And if we want to stop reincarnating, we're going to have to learn those lessons that, hey, you know, even though if hate happened to us, we can transmute that and turn it into love and not be bitter and not oppress others just because we were oppressed. Because that's just how the cycle goes on and on. Yeah, it's a pattern. Um, it's a generational, emotional, energetic traumas that keeps passing down from generation to generation until you wake up and realize. Exactly. And once you do, you can start healing your whole ancestral line. You start working on yourself. And like what I've noticed is that my spirit guides come in more and they thank me or they show me visions of like what they've been through. And you also start to have compassion because I used to have a bitter attitude being a complex PT PTSD survivor. Like, oh, the way that people parented was so horrible and they're just a-holes, you know, basically like, oh, they used to spank their kids and they used to do this and that. But I was shown visions and things and they were reacting to a harsh world. So they were really doing the best that they could with what they had at the time. Like even in, let's say the Victorian era, which is really not that long ago in the scope of it. Like they had a view of children being not seen and not heard. And it was basically like the nannies took care of them and like parents didn't want to see them. And if they got out of line, you hit them. And I started reflecting on that. And even that is because they were trying, their children died a lot in those times. I mean, that, that was before vaccines and before good healthcare and even sanitation. And so they, their hearts were hurting from losing so many children. So they had to have that distance to protect their hearts from all that hurt of losing children because if they got too close you know then they could lose that child and then it would be that much more devastating 
So I think a lot of it for us is like not judging people as well. That's going to bring us into the fifth dimension is just trying to see things for what they were and don't like make an opinion on it. Like if you really were to speak it out loud, does it sound fair? Does it sound kind? You know, if you're judging people of the past and just let that go and say, Oh, I'm sorry that you were hurting and namaste, let it go kind of thing, you know? Well, not only that, but it's like, Oh, you know, I I've heard like, let the past go. Well, you really can't let it go until you understand the pieces and the parts of it. Exactly. And how things were like, even with the gods and goddesses, like Nin Harsag is a perfect example. She was who took care of administrative, you know, things back in those times. This, this is like what? 250,000 years. Right. So, so, and there's like so many, I mean, they were in charge of, you know, Ninersag was the earth fertility. And then there was one for the water. There was one that you mentioned early or about the seafarers and, and they had roles. Exactly. Just like a job. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And they were so highly evolved and they knew their power exactly and but then it was like well what the hell happened they they were doing good they were helping they were helping the men they were doing all the what i feel like women have the knack for (laughs) kind of thing Uh, yeah and then all of a sudden there's silence you know back in the pakistan times and and iran and israel and all them women did not have a voice women who were not allowed to get an education or even going to the temples. Exactly. But back then, back in the ancient civilizations, we had the sex worship like prostitutes and, and that's really a negative word for them because we, we wouldn't call them that then they were like responsible for ecstatic sexual energy like you would go in the temple and you would have sex with these priestesses and you would be enlightened and like you would pay them money and they would help you you know spiritually sexually so it was a totally different thing back then of course it started to get more and more corrupt you know with men exploiting that over time but at least they had you know a place it's like Women don't have a place in the church. That's what I always saw going back to like my Catholic upbringing. It's like, even now with this supposedly like progressive Pope Francis, he still won't even let like a woman be a priest. There's some like clerical positions or whatever, but not, you know, it's like, why are you taking our power away? Why are you so afraid of us? You know, and it's because they knew we had power and they've always tried to squash it. That but power was intimidating. And sexually molest you and rape you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I've come to realize that, you know, the, even with Christianity, mm-hmm. it's, they're the biggest murderers in, in, in religion. Exactly. 50 million. 50 million. Exactly. And if you start reading, I mean, good good place to start is Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. You could just you know, Bible. Oh, the Lord God. But they don't realize when someone's speaking about, oh, the Lord told me or the Lord God told me. It wasn't a male figure. It was actually who was reigning at those times. Right. Who were considered all Lord, which is a title. Exactly. Lord, not the Lord of all. Our Lord. God. It yeah. was who was reigning in that certain area exactly and that's i'm like wow like i don't want to be a part of that religion exactly religion. it's hate in disguise they wrap it up in cute little bible poems about kindness and you know like well, it's contradicting but it's it's not that it's really not that that's why i say en enlil is actually evil <laughs> enki they told him everyone you know put the bad name on him that he was evil but he's actually the light bringer and enlil is actually the evil one so they have it all backwards and they've all brainwashed us <laughs> and well, they not only that but it's the it's plagiarized it's plagiarized and, and it comes originally from the the cuneiform writings the emerald tablets and exactly is just copied and pasted and oh we're gonna change this and oh no we don't want them to put that in there because it's talking about aliens let's get rid of that and oh forget exactly. about that is too crazy for them because it was exactly in order to control the mass yeah control mankind because That's if you didn't convert to Christianity and the religion back in those times in certain places, even from Europeans, the Spaniards and all of them. Yeah. You got tortured. You got crucified. Oh yeah. You got burned. We had some history there. Um, there here local in New Mexico, there's this group called the penitentes and basically they were secret Jewish converts. But so that when they had the Spanish inquisition, Back in those times, they were originally Jewish, and then they converted to Catholicism. Then when they came over here to New Mexico, they were still Catholic, but my grandma remembers going in the forest and seeing her father and a bunch of, like, family members whipping each other. And the whipping is basically, like, they were emulating, like, how Jesus died. But really, it was, like, a punishment on themselves, like, self-flagellation and self-shame and self-hate for converting to Catholicism is really what it was. So it was sort of Catholicism in disguise, but they felt that they had betrayed their Jewish religion and culture. So, you know, they're going to suffer like how Jesus did since Jesus was a Jew also. So it's well, really interesting. He really didn't suffer. He didn't, you know, it's some of that was made up. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, that's what they did to justify it. You know, there's just such deep pain is what I was getting at with that, with um, all these religions and what they inflict on people. And, you know, you don't have your choice or, you know, you feel forced into it and something feels wrong about it, but you have to do it because it's tradition and blah, blah, blah. And really, when you can, you can just say, fuck that, like you can invent your own spirituality, like whatever calls to you. And you can um, speak the truths that come to you. And if you start connecting with your Anunnaki side or your Syrian side or your 
Alpha Centauri side, your Arcturian side. Um, all you have to do is just ask and you'll get messages. You can do meditation. You can call their them by names and they'll always, there are families, so they'll always answer. And they I'm always have good advice. Thoth. What's that? I said, I'm drawn to Inky and Thoth. That's awesome. I'm, I'm definitely drawn to both of those as well. Whoa, I'm getting hit. I'm like, oh, okay, hi. <laughs> and I'm like, are you guys here? Because <laughs> I'm like feeling it. Like, oh, yeah. They, they're witnessing this for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, when we speak and, their names, they, they smile, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you know, sometimes I have conversations, you know, and it's funny because I, I speak out loud. I'm like, Inky, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, how you know, we're repeating history because of the things that you guys did in our creation and and doing. And then the, the hatred. I mean, I was connecting with Inky in love with Cain and Abel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are connected for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm like, do you see how, and then the, the human beings watching you guys behave the way you are doing, we just mimicked you. Exactly. Right. Well, that's our model. That's what, and you know, gods aren't perfect either. So that's something what? that gods are not perfect either. <laughs> no, but I was like, do you see the dilemma here? <laughs> like, <laughs> you see what I'm seeing now? Understanding like, Oh, we got that from you. We're just replaying it. So how do we fix that? Well, I think that not all of them were completely in the fifth dimension back then. Um, you know, they have light and they have dark, like especially with Enki and Enlil. And, you know, the same thing with Enlil, too. He probably wasn't corrupt back before he came over as Lord of this earth, you know, which was not even his own position since we know that Enki's name means the Lord of the world um, you know they were brothers and they had good and bad just like people it's hard to label a person oh they're all good or they're all bad you know and so anybody can come back into the light when they want to ultimately is what I've learned is you know you just have to want to and you have to strive for the better and like a lot of people are on their way to do that they're giving up hate they're giving up greed they're giving up shame, you know, all the negative, negative emotions. We're trying to unlearn those from our DNA and just reprogram like what our original light code should be before corruption came about. Right. And to me, it's like, now there's like, well, in order to understand, you know, good, bad, up, down, fat, thin, small, tall. You have to experience both to know the difference. Exactly. Yin and yang. Um, Like, wouldn't it be boring? Like if there was just, I mean, I think that's basically why the 3D world was created. It would be so boring if it was just all good and all happiness. And I think humans are bored with that. Like we have to have some drama. <laughs> and I remember listening to, some Arcturian um, channel on YouTube and they were saying sometimes to experience something, you have to experience the opposite of it. And I was like, that's exactly true. Like, how would you know what love is if you didn't know what hate was? Mm -hmm. Or how would you know pain if you didn't 
then have like reprise from that pain and like calmness and healing, you know? So you have to have those things in balance. They're an important part of the universe and we can't discredit them. So, you know, like with the way that I work, you know, I'm sort of a gray magician. There's dark and there's light and there's different times for that, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, all love and light is good, but you have to keep that in perspective with what the opposite of that might be. Otherwise there isn't any light really. You can't have that without the dark to balance it. And that's, you know, there it's always, I don't want to say always, but I'd like to say that a more balance and harmony. Yeah, exactly. Because then when we, our energy, our frequencies that we emit to bring in more balance, the earth is also in balance. Balance. So because we're connected to this earth, we're connected to everything. Exactly. As well. We don't even, we can't even fathom all of what we're connected to. (laughs) Truly, because it's so vast. And so what are you, what are you currently, um, besides studying, what are you currently doing? Um, Because you have the, in your photograph, it's cryptic. Oh, that was uh, the photo company that did my headshot. But my um, page is L Komar Mejnoon Healing Works at Instagram um, or Facebook. And that just means the crazy moon in Arabic. It just came to me. Like, I always like the word Mejnoon. And it means crazy. And then I asked one of my uh, relatives what the word for moon was. And I was like, I want to be the crazy moon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so drawn to the moon, all the cycles of the moon. <laughs> And I think it's just about defining what like sane and crazy really is. Cause going back to like, I think Christianity is insane and most of the religions here on earth are insane, <laughs> you they know, are. redefining what we think is good and bad, you know? And well, it, it's just, <laughs> I laugh and I love hearing parts of the conversations with God. Cause I'm like, I asked that same question too, or I knew that. How did I know that? But I knew that kind of thing moments. And it's, you know, we're all connected. We're all souls living. You know, I have this um, mug that I'm creating and it's it's something I'm like, I'm just a spiritual being having a human experience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. That's exactly it. Don't lose touch with that part because we're more than just human. Human is just the the outer avatar. (laughs) Right. And so you do some healing works. Can you explain to the audience of, you know, the healing modalities and the healing techniques that you use? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I do sound and music healing. Um, I've always been into music. I played piano from an early age and sang. So I'll do like uh, some healings with my keyboard. I have like a million effects. So I have like different sounds from all over the world. Like I can do drums or marimbas or whatever calls to me. And then, you know, I'll just intuitively chant. And like when I've been uh, meditating for myself, I've come up with like an Arcturian birth song, for instance, that's on my Instagram page. And um, basically I got 
the intuition that like all the Arcturians have this birth song that like is sung to them whenever they're born. Um, so their parents will sing the song and it's like telling them the tale of their life basically. Cause they already, they know like who they are. And so I just meditated and um, I came up with uh, the words were completely like an alien language, you know, and I haven't worked out all of, what the translation means, but like more and more when I practice, I can start to figure out and translate those words. Um, and another modality I do is crystal healing. Um, we're all connected to these crystals. Um, the crystalline structures basically hold information um, they did on other planets and they do here. And the more that we can connect to them, they help us heal our DNA and get them more, get us more in line with our ancestral DNA, the way that it was supposed to be programmed to and access parts of our brain that we're currently not as humans, since we only use a small portion of our brain. Um, they also hold memories and um, things about our past, like not just our personal past, like lifetimes ago, but the history of the earth like for instance lemurian seed crystals are one of my favorites because they tell you about the ancient land of lemuria and how that worked back then what the people were like if you hold it you'll just feel it so i do crystal healing for people um i do smudging i've uh, also made candles like custom candles that have herbs and um crystals embedded in them to uh, worship a specific god or to clear your body of whatever ailment is going on i also do nutritional counseling um and a lot of that is like i'm not a doctor but i have the anthropology you know knowledge of eating and how evolutionarily we have eaten these certain foods since ancient times and what's good for us that sort of thing so i do like nutritional counseling and um, can even do like meal planning for people um, herbal and dietary supplement, um, plans for people. I've, uh, worked out like one of my friends from bipolar and I got her on some different supplements and herbs to help her and some crystals and she's doing a lot better. Um, and I also do po post-abortive healing work and, um, that's to help women who have gone through abortions to heal any trauma that may happen to them or the spirit baby and to let that go and realize that you know it was for the best um that people can move forward with that that sometimes those decisions are for the better and they shouldn't be shamed or you know that people shouldn't be hated because i see a lot of that with religion oh yeah um, that they're really after women um having control of their bodies and it's really more about that than it is the baby and so I'll do some healing in different modalities. Like it could be herbs, it could be music, sound, it could be writing down a prayer or like even just like burning a piece of paper with the baby's name to set it free or connecting with the spirit baby, stuff like that. Um, and I think that's about it. Yeah. And I read, I read runes and tarot cards and Oracle cards as well. I have a few oracle cards like right I love them. I think they're wonderful. <laughs> I have the goddess power, the mystical shaman oracle, the star seed, wisdom of house of night, past life, and indigo angel. 
Oh, those sound wonderful. I have an Egyptian regular tarot deck and I have a goddess tarot deck, which, which has goddess goddesses from around the world. Um, I have a shamanic oracle set that has different, mostly Native American modalities and um, different cards represent like um, different ceremonies that they would have or different musical instruments that they would use like flute medicine or drum medicine. It's really beautiful. And I've gotten, I've given some really good readings to friends with that one. So. Oh, wow. Really, really healing. I love that one. I think that's my, my favorite deck there. Oh, that's impressive. Thank you. But I and work with many gods and goddesses as well. You know, they just come to me at different times. And um, I believe that we're all connected to them and that we just have to open our eyes and our ears and our brains. And, you know, we can all receive that information. It's not like any one of us is like more powerful than the other. You know, we all are connected to that information. Absolutely. And, you know, I, my, channeling has like i guess upgraded mm -hmm. and the language that i've been speaking i'm learning of discerning masculine energy and feminine energy but i just don't at this time i was like okay i you know what i have a hard time speaking you know i know a little spanish a little Italian, a little French, but I'm like, man, when I channel, I'm, I'm speaking that language like there's nothing. And I'm like, how come I can't, you know, I want to be able to speak English. I mean, Italian, Spanish, and French, because I really love the language. Yeah. And I'm like, I have a difficulty, <laughs> a challenge in it. But it's like amazing when I go into that, I guess that trance and they come in. Yeah, my whole demeanor changes, and I just go. It's like it's the, the their frequency is so much higher. Oh, absolutely! And when they come in, it's like somebody taking a taser gun to me and just turning that volume up. Exactly, and it's not like we have human bodies with a larynx, you know, voice box. Like that's how it's coming through to us, but it's not exactly that to them. That's just how it's translated in our human way of mm -hmm. just these bodies to channel through. So it's interesting how it comes through, you know, to us. I, I remember you had sent me some that I think your husband had recorded. Yes. And that was like, I, I clearly heard some of like the tones of voices and the pain, like you were talking about your people, I believe, and like what pain they had been through and you were angry at somebody, um, you know, that had hurt you in the past or hurt your civilization or your people. And I remember oh, wow. the woman there too, that was, that you were speaking about or through, I can't remember which, but yeah, they, those things come through really strongly if you really connect to them. And it, it's really all about like believing that you can. Cause I always was just like, Oh, I can't channel aliens, you know, no way. <laughs> oh, I channel aliens. I'm open up to channeling. And someone's like, well, aren't you afraid that, you know, something else might come in? And I'm like, no. Yeah. But you can ground yourself. Like one tip that one of my good friends, Mary um, had taught me is create an anchor to something that you love here at home. So like your pet or a plant or like a specific place in your house, like a crystal, 
and just imagine that tether, like literally like a rope holding on to that object. And then um, another thing you can do to protect yourself too is like ask the entity, are you in the highest Christed consciousness? Like, are you good? Are you of light? That's I'm like, are you operating? Are or not? And if there's any okay. hesitation, like at all, you can just say, thank you for your time. Don't want to connect with you anymore. You know, so you don't have to be afraid. Like, no, I'm like, I'm protected. I'm well protected. Hello. Do you know who I am? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you should be. I'm like, no, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of the only thing I can honestly say is like, uh, spiders and cockroaches. Oh gosh. I hate those two. <laughs> it's not like I hate them. They're necessary I animals. Them. I just don't like, yeah, them. they freak me out. <laughs> You know, and snakes. Spider magic is really important too. You know, spiders do a lot. Ariadne was in the, have you ever looked up the tale of her in ancient Minoan civilization and Greek uh -huh. tales? Um, you know, she's a spider weaver and she's important too. But yeah, they can be very intimidating, you know, strong forces. <laughs> well, I just like, when I go, I'm like, oh, I smote you. I transfer your spirit somewhere else. You know, thank you. You know, you got to go. Can't stay here. Just transmute you. <laughs> You're cutting out a little. It sounds sort of pixelated. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? It's sort of, but it's still pixelated. Aw. Yeah, it's kind of going. You sound robotic. <laughs> robotic? Oh, my gosh. That's weird. I can still hear you, though. So do you have, uh, I think I put a link of how they, uh, anyone can contact you. A link that you can contact me? Yes, there is. I put it in the description notes for everybody that's interested in getting a session, knowing more or have any questions, they can, there's a contact, a way to okay. contact you. That sounds great. I'm, I'm mostly hearing you. Yeah, it's it's L Kumar Mejnoon Healing Works, or at you know, the, the at symbol and then all those words. It's E L Q U A M A R M E J N O O N and then Healing Works. Um, that's at Instagram, or you can just Google that same name on, or okay. uh, find it on Facebook. Well, I want to thank you so much. I enjoyed this conversation and I do believe it's your birthday. So I don't want to take too much more time. Enjoy and celebrate a new phase, new chapter, new season on your birthday all year. Thank you. I really appreciate being on your show. It was a lot of fun and I hope to uh, see you soon and talk about more things. Absolutely. You bet. You have a good day. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. I loved having this conversation. I've waited a very long time to talk about the Anunnaki and get somebody else's uh, perspective on it. And I, I can't, I'm just, just truly grateful to have Antoinette here to joining us today. And once again, you never know who I'm going to get on my show. So you got to stay tuned to wake up with KC. I'm KC. <laughs>